happy Thursday. I know I say this every time, but I'm so excited about today's podcast because I get to interview my friend, Melanie Schenkel. She's an author who has a new book coming out called The Church of the Small Things, and she is such a delight. We discuss our love of This Is Us, Heart of Dixie, Jane the Virgin. We make a deal that she's going to introduce me to a certain famous, very good-looking, and hilarious male celebrity when the opportunity arises, of course, and Melanie answers some questions I asked y'all to provide on social media. You can tell by my obnoxious giggling that I had a ball. I hope you do, too. Hey everyone, I'm Lindsay and welcome to the I Hate Green Beans podcast. During each episode, I'll be discussing television, movies, music, and books with friends who love pop culture as much as I do. For those of you wondering, yes, we will be talking about the Bachelor franchise. And no, I do not want to try your grandmother's famous green bean casserole recipe. But thanks for offering. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. We're here with Melanie Shankel. She is on episode 20 of the I Hate Green Beans podcast. Very exciting. She's one of my favorite people. Melanie, how are you doing? I'm good, Lindsay. I'm so happy to be here. Thank you so much for agreeing to it, too. I wanted to tell everybody, they've probably read about it on my blog before, but I kind of stalked you as a fangirl, (laughs) and I just beat you down until you became my friend, and so... I'm very excited that you're on the podcast. Well, I don't know, though, because I feel like I kind of stalked you for a long time. I think we were co-stalking and we just didn't know it. Maybe we weren't smart enough to realize, like, (laughs) hey, just send each other an email. Because I told you, I started back back when your Bachelor blog now was an email. I got it as an email forward. I mean, I got it to my like, I'm going to tell you like pshankel at satx.rr.com. That's how old that was, email address, that I would sit and read on my desktop computer. I didn't even have a laptop. And I was like, I don't know who this girl is. I felt like we knew a lot of the same people, like our worlds were revolving. Right. And I was like, this is the funniest dang thing ever. You know, like I would be like, oh, she is right about Trista. That's how long ago. (laughs) Right. I love the email people. I love meeting email people because I thought you get it. You get it. You were, you were, you were into the bachelor when the bachelor wasn't cool. That was back when we had, and my IT guy, poor IT guy was like, you, you cannot email this many people anymore. You have to start a blog. And I was like, oh, what now? I don't even know what that is. I said, I'm not technologically advanced, Jason. (laughs) I can't do a blog, but he he put me on Blogger, which, as you know, is you know click here for title and click here for body, and it's like a PowerPoint. Oh, yeah. You just and then it magically ends up on the internet. But Melanie's an author. For those of you who don't know, author, speaker, fashionista, everything under the sun. And yeah. whenever you your nobody's cuter than you, which was your third book, came out, that's whenever I worked for that offsite entertainment weekly kind of sister site which was called yes. the community and they didn't really pay attention to what we did yeah and so I I thought I have to get Melanie's book on here because they don't they don't typically like faith-based stuff on there yes. it has you know the Jesus thread through it but it's more funny 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 stories 
And so I said, I've got to get this book on here and that'll be my excuse to reach out to her. So I, <laughs> I found you and then we did that. And then I was starting to write my book and I just said, can I come to San Antonio and just yeah. sit at your feet and you be my yeah. Yoda? And you've been my Yoda ever since. So I, I love that. Thank oh, you for doing that's, that. I feel like I'm a bargain basement Yoda, but I'm so happy <laughs> to be in your life in any way after all those years. It felt like it was, it was meant to be. It was it we were was. meant to be. We're like The Bachelor. It was a journey, and, and we were meant to be. <laughs> and you accepted, accepted my rose <laughs> at Starbucks that day. It was so great. It I was did. so great. What I like about us and our uh, our personalities, where I feel are very same, is we're kind of pop culture centered. I feel like whenever I need to talk to somebody through pop culture thoughts and and things like that you're somebody who can hang with me. So that's what I wanted yeah. this entire podcast to be. I wanted to talk about some very, very important things like television. I can't wait. And movies and podcasts mm -hmm. you're listening to. And so I just want to jump in with what is your favorite new fall TV show? Are you watching anything new? You know what? I have to make a confession. I am not. I have I have recorded some new shows, but I have not had the chance to watch any new shows. So, um, because the book came out, so the book came out October third. I can't even remember now. And like yes. I ha like I'm embarrassed to say I have like two This Is Us's sitting on my DVR. <gasps> you know what I mean? Mm. Like I'm so behind. It's the saddest. It's a sad time for me. Mm. Well, um, to you've feel been a little busy. I've been a little busy, but I, um, let's see, what have I recorded? I recorded, is it Brave? Is that what it's yes. called? Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. I've recorded that because I felt like it had potential. Yes. Um, I, there was something else I was excited about. I can't remember. I'm trying I don't to know, think. but here's, I'm, here's the deal. It's yeah. there. You're not missing a whole lot. And that's sad. I, well, that's, any okay, day that's now they're going to start dropping like flies any day now. Okay. And I'm afraid brave might be in that so mm -hmm. i'm trying to okay. you know maybe hold off because if they if yeah choose to watch something else first i guess is what i'm saying keep it on there but okay yeah see i didn't feel like i heard and i felt like overall as i read because i mean i read like i read your you did a post on like kind mm -hmm. of fall tv and nothing really like just grabbed mm -hmm. me like i've got to you know like last fall i felt like i knew this is us like i yeah. was like this has my name written all over yeah. it i felt like that was going to be and it was right and then i feel like too i haven't heard i'm um, on social media enough where there has not been a buzz about anything no not at all let's just dive in to this is us is that one, okay. I know you have two on your DVR, but again, you've been mm -hmm. in a, an interesting situation with your book launch, which we'll talk about in a minute. But This Is Us, you knew last year, so I did, did I. Mm -hmm. I need, mm -hmm. I mean, we're going to do audience participation too later on, but Laura, my roommate, Laura, she wants to know who's your favorite of the big three. Oh, I know. oh that's so hard. I think Randall's my favorite. <gasps> Me too. Mm -hmm. Okay. I, I like think Randall, the whole Randall, thing. I like mm -hmm. middle Randall. I like teenage Randall. I like big Randall. I love yes. all. Mm. I love Randall and I love Randall and Beth. I feel like that feels like a, you know, I, I always mm -hmm. appreciate, I think it's why like, if I go back to Friday night lights, it's yes. like coach and Tammy Taylor. Mm -hmm. I always appreciate a marriage relationship that feels real to me. Mm -hmm. um, and I feel like they do a really good job of Randall and Beth, where mm -hmm. that feels authentic and real to me. And I, I just love that whole 
storyline. So Randall to me has my heart out of out of the big three. Which which was your favorite episode from last season? And oh, man. do you ugly cry? Have you oh. ever ugly cried during This Is Us? Every well, first of all, yes, every week. <laughs> Um, and every week and I, and here's the thing, I usually end up watching it. I don't watch it in real time because my husband Perry doesn't watch it because Mm -hmm. I can't handle him mocking it and the emotions of it. Like I can't, I, I can't even deal with him. So I just either wait for him to go to bed or I watch it the next day. We don't watch, we, we don't have one single show we watch together. Mm -hmm. That ended for us with 24. When 24 went off the air, we were done. I was like, we can't, we are a house. Okay. It's okay. We're a house divided on pop culture and that's okay. And that I appreciate pop culture and that he doesn't. That's it. So, I mean, I can't tell you like somebody will come up like Angelina Jolie will be like a picture of her. And he's like, who's that? And I'm like, that's Angelina Jolie. That's who that is. Like nothing. He knows nothing. So, um, so I usually watch This Is Us late. I will yeah. tell you, I think the episode, I cried at all of them, but mm-hmm. the the William episode mm-hmm. when they went to Memphis, mm-hmm. I'm going to tell you, like, I thought was going to put me in the bed for like yep. three days. Yep. I could not even deal with that episode. It, yeah. It wrecked me too. That one, that I don't, I couldn't even, I, mm-hmm. like you said, you had to go to bed for three days almost. It, it was hard to come back from that one. So good. And then the other one where he's doing the push-ups with Randall on it, little Randall yeah. on his back. Oh, oh, yes. So God. great. It's so great. It but just... I do love them all, though. It's very hard to pick a favorite because just as I kind of roll my eyes yep. at Kevin, then I, he does something endearing. Yes, and, that's it. Is mm-hmm. they, they make you love them all. Like, and you see where they're all so, they just do such a good job of like, they're all so flawed, but they're mm-hmm. all, it's like real life. They're mm-hmm. all doing the best they can and they love each other so much. And they're, I don't know, they're trying to make good decisions. And I just, but mm-hmm. I think what I was going to say about, cause I feel like, so a lot of times I'll read the social media response and people, you know, cause everybody, I feel like it's a thing. You tweet on Tuesday night, like cried so hard at this is us. And so I'll come up from a cynic thing. Like, don't tell me how I'm going to feel. Like, don't assume I'm going to (laughs) cry. And, you know, like, usually if somebody tells me, like, you're going to love this, like, part of me is like, maybe, maybe I'll love it, you know, or whatever. (laughs) But this is us is one that every week I'll go into it being like, I bet I'm not going to cry as much as, you know, whoever at home girl on Twitter cried or whatever. And then there I am just just girl knew what she was talking about she knew what she was talking about so so there you have it it's such a good show and it's (laughs) something I think we needed because with the with the you know parenthood that that had gone away and Friday Night Lights had gone away just this great Uh drama that has emotion and feeling and heart I think we were missing that so this is us just slid right in it did. Mm-hmm. It did. It filled a much needed gap because I'm like, I don't need another drama set in a hospital. Nope. I don't need another drama set around crime scenes. Nope. Um, I don't want any of that. I don't want a legal drama. Mm-hmm. I want just heart and family and warmth. And I want to feel all the feelings. What are you watching besides This Is Us that you make sure to watch every week? Um, on TV, like currently on TV. Uh-huh. Um, well, I haven't started watching it yet on, but I binge watched Jane the Virgin all summer long. And so I love that show. I feel like it's the best show that nobody really talks about. She received a Golden Globe, I think, or an Emmy or something. Jane did, Gina Rodriguez. And Mm -hmm. she, and it is, I will take that back. What I just said, Jane the Virgin does have the heart and does have, but it's revolved around comedy, which most people want their heart revolving around a drama. 
-hmm. but it is it is great and it is um just when you think they know what they're going to what's going to happen, they juke, mm-hmm. and you don't know yeah. what's going to happen, and I appreciate that, too. And it's on the CW. Nobody yeah. besides me watches anything on the CW. Yeah. So. And me, and me. Well, now. And then I am one to watch, like, in terms of, like, a flipping out. I'm a Bravo person, so I'll watch some Real Housewives, and I'll watch Flipping Out, because that's just, I'm that intellectual. <laughs> um, so that's... <laughs> That's I don't watch those though. I, I'm a, I'm a fixer upper maybe every mm-hmm. once in a I while. I love yeah, loved fixer upper. I'm mm-hmm. a big fixer upper fan. Um, but yeah, but I'm even like fixer upper. I'm like the house is fine, but I want to see what Joanna has on. That's like <laughs> that's so for me, that's what it is. That's what fixer upper is for me. I want to see what she's wearing. My so, Baylor the house looks great. Yeah, my but. Baylor ball cap is on my head because it was on Joanna's head. Yes. And I thought, oh, that's the Baylor cap she chose? Okay, I'm going to go get the exact same one. I that's agree. It. Yeah. Yep. And, and I, even, I, recognize... I have the Magnolia shirt. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I recognize so much, like this weekend, I was looking at the celebration stuff, and I was mm-hmm. like, anthropology, anthropology, <laughs> anthropology. Like, I know where she gets her stuff um, because it's all stuff that I love. So that's, that's my thing with fixer upper. But I mean, as for like network, I mean, I feel like it's really sad to be like on my, like if you looked at my DVR, like I have very few shows Mm-hmm. set to record. I mean, I just, it, I'm at an all time low because like, I mean, I used to be like a Downton Abbey and a Mad Men yep. and yep. all those, but I'm, they're gone. So I'm, I'm out right now and, and I haven't gotten into pole dark, okay. although I, that one has promise for me. I just, I'm going to have to go back. I think you'll, I think you'll like it. It is, it's very, it's Downton Abbey just in a different time period. I feel like and it's all, and it it does kind of fast forward pretty quickly though but i you you kind of root for the love story i'm all about a love story which mm-hmm, is why too. i love outlander too i don't know if yeah. you watched that one but you know i read the outlander books and i tried to watch the show and this is going to make me sound like my grandmother but i was like i can't understand what they're saying it's so dark and i can't understand what they're saying and maybe i should have hung in with it a Scottish Baroque is hard, is but sometimes I just don't care. I'm like, he's pretty. I don't care what he's saying. <laughs> so I right. know, but if I have to turn on the closed captions, I feel like <laughs> think I'm out. It's too I'm much out work. It's it too is. much work. You're just trying it to is. be entertained without thinking. What are you uh, binging right now? Tell the people because I know what it is. Oh, you know, Heart of Dixie, mm-hmm. which See? is a straight up Lindsay Ray recommendation. Yep. Yep. That's where I pressed your judgment because I had watched Jane the Virgin and I was like, I need another show. Mm-hmm. And I had tried to watch this. I can't even believe I'm going to admit this in public. I had tried to watch this show called Rain, which I yes. think was a CW about yes. Mary Queen of Scots. Yes, yes. And somebody billed it to me as it's a combination between Gossip Girl and Downton Abbey, which is... <laughs> true but it's way heavy on the gossip girl into that spectrum which both of those sound lovely I yes. would I I need to binge watch rain now which you've told me I need to do it's on my list yeah. but it's I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you though it's so trashy it's mm-hmm. It's and I'm not one to be like, hey, that's trashy. But I mean, it's straight up trashy. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I really tried to hang with it, but it got to a point where I was like, this is so ridiculous. Like, I'm going to tell you when it was. At one point, this is going to tell you all you need to know about the show. They're at a ball, so it's Mary Queen of Scots, so it's like 15th century. They're like at a ball in the French palace, and they're at a deal, and a song comes on, and it's Lords 
Oh song that they're playing the <laughs> instrumental it's an instrumental version and we'll never be But I was like, what do, do I know that? Because I was super impressed because I was like, is this like some Beethoven that I'm actually falling? I'm so impressed. And I was like, no, that's Lord's song. Like that's... That is... Lord janked her music from Mary Queen of Scots. Mary Scott. And that's when I was like, you know, I think maybe time to... This show was clearly meant for 15-year-olds. <laughs> And so maybe it's time to move on. Um, so you didn't finish it? No, I didn't finish okay. it. I got to, like, the first season was kind of interesting, but it got, I don't know, it just got too, dumb. it got a little dark and creepy. It mm. got super dumb. Um, I just, I couldn't, I was like, once it became evident, it, you know how so you start to watch a show and you're like, this is going to go one of two directions, and mm -hmm. it went the wrong direction mm. for me. Mm -hmm. uh, so that was kind of the end of that. So all that to say, you, I had seen, so many times over the years where you had referenced Heart of Dixie and mm -hmm. I had always felt like I knew that would be a show I could be on board for but it just I think I was in a busy season of life when it came on and so I'd never got into it yep. uh, I adore that show mm -hmm. I can't even tell you it's like it's like my bedtime like before I go to bed it's like my my gift to myself to watch an episode <laughs> of Heart of Dixie I love it so much but I love it because it has that and you tell me this but it's got that quirky like Gilmore Girls-ish yes kind of feel and it has a love story and it's not super heavy so it's I, I adore it who are who are you rooting for when it comes to Zoe and whomever I don't know I felt like I was always a um I was always more of a god why can't I, I'm wanting to call him Jason Street what's his name <laughs> George George Tucker. George thank you George Tucker um I'm like I've always loved Jason Street <laughs> me too I was and I do um mm -hmm. I was so for George Tucker for a long time even when she and Wade kind of started to get together I felt mm -hmm. like I was still more team George because I just feel like he's a better fit for her mm -hmm. um but Wade is appealing. I can't. Mm -hmm. But now I feel like we've crossed a road with Wade where I'm like, it's they're going to have to really sell me to make yeah. me go back to Wade. I mean, because I'm like, mm, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I feel like once a cheater, always a cheater. Right. I don't know. I'm, I'm a little leery of, right. of Wade. So, well, I'll have to send you a link. Once you get to a certain part, I'll have to send you a link that I wrote for Entertainment Weekly. That's okay. You also, I don't think this is a, a spoiler at any point, but once you get to a certain point, I don't remember when it is, but it's coming. The right. girl who plays Lemon Breland, who is, I can't remember her name, but she's everything. Jamie. Yes. Yeah. I love her. Love Jamie her. King. Yes. Yeah. Jamie King. She is pregnant in real life. Oh. So they, it is one of the worst here I am Hit. standing behind a, a sh uh, some shrubs, you know, <laughs> but the person next to you isn't. And we've lifted the rammer jammer bar to be at my boobs instead of, <laughs> you know, it's it's just so bad. And it, I think it just distracted me. I even, I wrote for Heart of Dixie for Entertainment Weekly, and I even wrote, that was part of my recap, things that they put in front of Jamie King's growing pregnant stomach and it was a oh, list it, it's it's very like uh I felt like on I'm, I don't watch Scandal anymore but when I was still on board Scandal when uh Carrie Washington was pregnant and I yep. felt like Olivia Pope her handbags got increasingly bigger <laughs> like she was I was like when is she just gonna haul around a suitcase because I felt like we were always her bags got bigger and bigger it's the easiest thing to do 
Hide that yeah. belly behind a Birkin bag or something. Yep. I don't know. Big, big old tote bag. So let's talk movies. Do you ever go to a movie theater and watch a movie? occasionally I will say I probably saw more movies in the theater this summer than I have in a long time because we discovered Alamo draft house. I mean, like welcome to 2017, (laughs) but we made this discovery where you can go and they serve like drinks and food and everything at the theater. And so that was a game changer. Um, Plus I think like, so my daughter's 14 yeah, she's 14 mm-hmm. now. And so for years, I felt like the only theater movies I saw were all like the Disney, you know, anytime something kid. Well, now she can watch like real movies. Right. And so that was such a difference as a family where we could go see stuff that we all actually wanted to see. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, so I, I do every now and then go see a movie in the theater. What's the latest thing that you remember liking that you saw in the theater? Oh, what was the in the theater was... Um, Spider-Man. I like the Spider-Man movie. I thought it was so good. That and Wonder Woman. I felt like Marvel, they they won the summer. I felt like I liked both of those Mm -hmm. a lot. I Mm -hmm. went and saw Dunkirk, which I wanted to love, and I did not love it. Why? I felt like it was too slow, and then I felt like... I felt like they didn't develop. I love the story of Dunkirk because I love history and I love World War II. And so I felt like, I mean, like I was a band of brothers, like fanatic when Mm -hmm. it Mm -hmm. came out. Um, So I love all of that. But I felt like the difference, like in a Saving Private Ryan, I didn't feel like Dunkirk developed any of the characters enough to where I cared about them. Right. I know I I listened to NPR pop culture nerd Mm -hmm. alert. And they were saying the same thing about how they um, they weren't invested in the characters, but mostly because they got all the characters confused with each other. Because it yeah. was like white boy with sharp part in his hair yes. and, and accent with blue eyes. Yeah. <laughs> so we're like, wait, yes. wait, who's the one? And and um, Tom Hardy, I think, is in that one, isn't he? Yeah. And like in an yes. airplane. And they were saying how unfortunate it is that the mask is over his face the entire time because he's yeah. so good looking. Exactly. Yeah. And you couldn't tell and they would show him up in the air and I'd be like, I can't tell what he's doing or what side he's on or what he's supposed to, what's supposed to be happening. And then I felt like the actual like Dunkirk, like the whole thing where they look and see the boats come in and that's the whole thing. I'm like, that was like a two minute scene in the whole movie. It right. felt kind of anticlimactic. <laughs> it's going to win some Oscars though, I bet. Oh, for sure it will. Mm-hmm. And it should. I mean, I'm here's the thing. I am not a judge of if we went back over like the last 20 years and the movie that won like Best Picture, if I've actually seen it, chances are it's too artistic and beautiful yeah. for me to appreciate it. Right. You know, I'm like, what about Sweet Home Alabama? <laughs> like, you know, that's <laughs> now that was a movie. So. Which brings me to I have this conversation with everybody. Do you feel like in the movie industry, the love story has just been cast aside? A romance yes. or a romantic comedy? Yes. Now, I feel like where are the love stories? Because that's what I want to see. Me too. Did you go see Home Again? The Reese Witherspoon Home I have Again not, one? No, I haven't. I wanted to and I just never got the chance to go see it. Yes. Did you? I did and it's and it was it, to me, it was great because I'm so thirsty for anything romantic comedy or romance that I just want to, you know, yay, do very good movies so they'll make more of these. Yes. Like you say, everything else has to be Oscar contender, something blowing up, or yes. a superhero slash Star Wars slash Star Trek, something or other. I just wish there was there's more of that because the Sweet Home Alabama was, 
you know, the days when Julia Roberts yes. would do stuff and Meg Ryan and Sandra Bullock and Reese and those are all gone. It's just yes. all gone. And it makes me where, sad. I mean, like I felt like, I mean, in recent times I can think like, which I say recent times, this isn't that recent, but like crazy, stupid love. Mm-hmm. I loved that movie. Me too. Um, Emma Stone. I will take Emma Stone all day long. I think she is precious. Me too. Um, and now, you know what I watched on the plane? I was on a plane last week. I watched The Big Sick. Have you seen The Big Sick? I have seen The Big Sick, and I have. I'm I'm not a fan as most people are, and I'll tell okay. you why. Why? Tell me. Because I meant spoiler alert. If anybody who hasn't seen uh-huh. it, the girl is sick the entire time, and so she's in like a, a coma, maybe. Yeah. And so I'm just yes. like that. Well, I mean, it's great what all he's doing, but it's it's like why. Um, Sleepless in Seattle bothers me because they're never together yeah, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. in that. And mm-hmm. so I, I thought it that. was more him and her parent kind of relationship mm-hmm. and how you, but it, it bothered me because I wanted to see the love story and there was a little bit of one. I know. And I get that. I feel like, but see, I'm kind of probably like you are with home again, where I'm so thirsty for anything yeah. that is a, that even reeks of a love story. It's just a love story that I was like, okay, I'm, excited to watch this and see this without like stuff isn't blowing up and nobody's rescuing somebody from like mm-hmm. a tower, you know, right. it's just like a <laughs> real life love story. Um, so I liked it for that reason, but mm-hmm. I am totally with you on because everybody's always like, Oh, sleepless in Seattle. And I'm like, it's the weakest of all those movies. Thank you. Yeah. It it's is. The, because I'm like, I love Tom Hanks. I love Meg Ryan. Yeah. They're never together. Nope. And so it just feels like it's fine, but I never got why everybody just loved that movie. It's my least favorite. Me of too. That type. So. Now I'll watch it, of course, oh, if it well, comes yeah. on. But it yes. it really was it, and of course I own it too. But I, I agree <laughs> with you. I agree with you, and and that's again what makes me, you know, know that we are kindred spirits because I'm about to ask you a question that I know you're going to appreciate too. If you had to pick right. a favorite, Chris. Which one would you pick? Chris Pine, Chris Pratt, or Chris Evans? Um, I'm straight up, no question, do not pass go Chris Pratt. Yes. I'm all in for Chris Pratt because he's the whole thing. He's funny mm-hmm. and he's goofy. Um, he loves Jesus mm-hmm. in real life, which yep. I think is awesome. Um, and I think he's uh, not bad to look at. I'm gonna be honest. Did your so. <laughs> heart break a little when you found out that he and his wife were getting yes. a divorce? Yes. Oh my I, gosh! I want to say, Chris, make it work. I Listen, know. just y'all can figure this out. Y'all can figure this out. I know it made me real sad. It made me real sad because I felt like, and I feel like it's such a, and this is the whole people and be like, whoa, this just took a turn. But mm-hmm. it makes me sad because I feel like at the top of his professional life mm-hmm. to see your personal life tank. And I think, you know, I just know I'm like, mm-hmm. there's nothing that compensates no amount of professional success Mm-mm. that compensates for that. Like that made me really sad for him. I'm huh. the same way. I, although I will say after Wonder Woman this summer, uh-huh. Chris uh-huh. Pine kind of went That's, up in my book a little bit. I agree. Mm-hmm. I agree. He was super appealing. And, um, and I feel like I'm of the, I'm a little bit older than you. So mm-hmm. I feel like I am also of the generation where I start, it's like the Ryans and the Chris's. I'm like, mm-hmm. I can't keep them straight. I don't. <laughs> I, I can't keep track of who is yeah. who. Like, I feel like you lost me somewhere around Jude Law. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm like, I can't now. Like, who's married to Blake Lively? I can't remember. Like, 
I, I, it gets too confusing for me. So, because they all kind of look the same. They do. And now way. that Chris Pratt is no longer with his wife, and you are a celebrity superstar, maybe you can make that work for me, me and Chris I, Pratt, next time listen, you meet him on a red carpet event or something. Because that's probably going to happen. Yeah. I feel like that's a likely scenario that I'm going to meet him. Um, but I'm all for that because then I would have all kinds of reasons to, I'd be like, Hey, why don't you guys come over for dinner? Like, remember that time on a podcast, I said that your husband was super hot. That's okay. It's totally normal. It's totally fine. What I love about the pick your favorite, Chris, that I stole that from a, an episode of the pop cast podcast, POP, cause they did, they do their. Um, their Chris America pageant and so they <laughs> they ranked the Chris's which is probably one of my favorite episodes but that's another thing that you gave me you, which has been the sweetest gift of 2017 is that you I think you Instagrammed it or did something on social media where you said you have to listen to this podcast it's yeah. just wonderful in all sorts of ways because they're the exact same way they're kind of snarky they uh -huh. they lean way snarky but they're also hilariously funny super creative they also love jesus too and yeah. it is they don't talk about jesus on their podcast for the most part but if you pay extra money they have this whole extra bible podcast they are my new favorite podcast that i completely got to you and then the other one that i listen to is you and sophie the boo cast which is oh, y'all yeah. been doing Tell everybody how long you've been podcasting, Melanie. We've been podcasting since 2007. Um, we are currently not even up to 100 episodes <laughs> because we like to pace ourselves. So uh, we pretty much took a hiatus from, I think, 2009 to 2012. But we can say we were like pioneers of the podcast you world. You really were. You really were. That is impressive. Which is so not either of our personalities. I still can't figure out how on earth we were two idiots figured, like said, hey, let's <laughs> podcast. I don't even know how we figured out how to do it. I don't I, I really owe yeah. it all to Sophie. Sophie's Sounds like, go good. get a microphone. Here's what you need to do. You need to go get a microphone and a headset. Skype. And yeah, and we're going to do this. No, I think our first ones were like on some sort of like instant messenger on Ooh. like we didn't even know about Skype yet. I don't know. But we um, and then we quit doing them for a long time because we couldn't get my Internet to work fast enough. And like, am I going to call AT&T? No, we're just not going to podcast. Like what? What's the problem? And you tell me so, about the times that it would stop recording or you'd forget oh. to record. We would record, I mean, we would talk for like an hour, like we've been, and then Sophie would be like, oh, I totally forgot to press record. And then you feel like you can't redo it right then. We just talked for an hour. Like, what else do we have to say to each other? Like, we're done. So I'd be like, well, we'll try again in a couple of weeks. Like, that's, my yeah. Heart. That is such yeah. good laughter oh. right there. Oh, my gosh. Uh, no. She's oh, so yeah. funny. Y'all have such great chemistry together. Well, and y'all been friends for a while, I assume, yeah. at least since 2007. Yeah. Yeah, we met. That was, I think, the first year I think we met. In two, we both started blogging in 2006, and we met in person in 2007. Aww. And then her husband's more of a tech guy. So he was like, y'all don't do this podcast. And we were like, okay. Mm -hmm. So, okay. Um, <laughs> yeah. But those really are. I mean, all our podcast is, for anybody who doesn't listen, is it literally is like, that's my dog shaking, yeah. if you've okay. got um, that. It's like just us talking on the phone. It's like, yeah. we're not trying to, we're just talking like we'd be talking about whatever if right. we were on the phone. So, Might um, as well we, record it. We have no plan. We have no questions. We have nothing. 
Okay, I want to talk about your book, too, that came out, not last week, gosh, the week before, October 3rd. Gee whiz. It's your your fourth book. It's called The Church of the Small Things. So tell everybody a little bit about what it's about and how you got your inspiration to write it. It really is at the heart of it. It's about um, all the small little pieces of our lives and just how everybody, we tend to focus on the big moments or think the big moments are what are important, um, but how it's the day to day, that it's not the wedding day. It's the, you know, it's the putting up with all the other stuff (laughs) that keeps you married. It's not (laughs) having a baby or signing adoption papers. It's the braiding hair and, you know, kissing scraped knees and late nights and all that stuff that make you a mom. It's just how it's all these little pieces that, you know, it's, it's showing up at your office or in Mm. your neighborhood or at church. And it's all those pieces and being faithful in that, that ultimately are the biggest things in life. Mm. Um, but we overlook them because it's the faithful things. It's not the glamorous things. Mm -hmm. Um, so that really, I mean, it was funny because to me, when I started the book, um, this, this, what ended up becoming the second chapter was kind of my first essay. And it was just about my grandparents and about remembering going to their lake house in Combsneil, Texas, um, when I was in high school and junior high and just how much that shaped me and meant mm-hmm. to me. And so as I looked, I was like, what's the thread in this? And I was like that, that left such an impact in my life, but it was such a, um, it wasn't anything fancy or glamorous or over the top. It was just them living their lives. And so mm. that kind of set the whole parameter for the book. Such a great message. And the book has done so well. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. I really am. I mean, it's funny because I was like, you know, the other books, I mean, have been about marriage and motherhood and friendship. And then it's like this one, I'm like, this really is to me where I live. Like, I'm like, mm-hmm. this is my true message. Like, even it was so funny to me because I was, I've been traveling and so busy over the last two weeks, like promoting the book and all that. And I thought, I just want to be home driving to soccer practice. Mm-hmm. Like, I really do. Like, it's not, uh, I'm like, all this is great and it's fun and it's fun to go out and meet people and to hear about the, you know, people that, love the book or they're Mm -hmm. excited about the book or whatever. But I was like, I, I have an only child. I like to be home in my small house with my little family and live in my little life. I just, it's, it really is the heart of, of who I am. And I really think it's where the majority of us live, Mm -hmm. you know, that it's, you know, that you can look and I think who we tend to see are these people on big stages or they have big platforms or they're doing all this huge stuff. But I'm like, 98% of us are just living in this Mm-hmm. you know, in our little bubble of the world. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, anyway, I hope people find it encouraging and I hope that they, it makes them laugh. And that's really kind of, that's my hope. So, and it's a hardback book, which means you have arrived. That it feels very fancy. <laughs> I, I did have to laugh because at one of my signings, the, the Barnes and Noble lady, she was not noticing. She goes, why is it not paperback this time? It's like, <laughs> hey, let me have my moment with my hardback book. It's not that much more expensive. I mean, like. It's a beautiful cover, too. It really you. is. And it pops on a shelf because I go into all Barnes and Nobles and turn turn it out to where it's, you know, like four or five of them are facing out. And I put them on the table that says what to read next. Yeah. 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 Thank you. Well, it's funny because the artist who did the art lives in my neighborhood. We actually, it was random. I went into this cafe, Twin Sisters, here in my neighborhood where we eat breakfast a lot. And she had her art was on the walls. And she had this dog with these flowers on its head. And I was like, okay, this speaks to me. Uh This is 
this is what I want. And so I emailed her and I said, you know, do you do commissions? Could I get you to do pictures of my dogs? And so as it turns out, she lives like a mile away from me. Um, and so as we started going back and forth, it was kind of, I was like, so how do you feel about doing a book cover? Have you ever done a book cover? Um, cause I was like, I don't know how a dog with flowers on its head is going to translate to my books, <laughs> but I want that to happen. I don't really care. Um, because I love the way it looks. Um, but it was so fun cause she and I actually went in when we were kind of in the brainstorming process, we went into Barnes and Noble and we sat and looked and she's got such an artist eye where we were like, what color like what, how do mm-hmm. we need to do this book that it's going to pop? Because at the time, like that was like a year and a half ago and everything was Robin's egg blue. Yes. And I was like, I love Robin's egg blue, but they're all starting to look the same, you know, cause I think there's a trend and everybody starts to follow that same. And so we agreed, we were like hot pink. We're going full on hot pink. Cause Absolutely. I mean, guys aren't going to buy it. So it doesn't matter. So um, except when they so, buy for their mom who really loves you. Cause at A&M we had it when we I did, did. my signing, some little core boys, they were like, my mom loves you. I'm going to get her fun. <laughs> but I was like, that's so nice though, that they're before a football game, stopping by, get a book. <laughs> that's very mom. sweet. They love their mama. Yeah. Love yeah, their and mama. Their mom's probably younger than me. That's when I had that realization. I was like, uh, <laughs> their mom, they're like, my mom is super old. She's like 38. She loves your books. <laughs> That's not true. That is not true. Well, I I do want to get some, um, whenever I knew that we were going to do our podcast, I sent out on my social media, say, hey, if you have questions for Melanie, let me know. So I wanted to get to those uh, before we wrap up. And uh, do you mind answering a few questions that people have? This Uh one is a little, my friend Emily, she said, what are your thoughts on Alabama game? Well, that's happened. But you didn't, you didn't. I mean, you I, didn't I was, lose by a lot, let me say. No, uh, we did not. I felt like, I mean, I, we, I was laughing because one of my uh, guy friends was like, I was like, it felt good. He's like, there's no such thing as a moral victory. And I'm like, I know, but if there was, this felt like a moral victory. I mean, yeah. I think we hung with Alabama. We scored more points on them than anybody has in yeah. like a year. So I was like, I'll take it. I'll take it. I, you know, I mean, I, I feel good about it. My good. friend Ann has another A&M question too. She says, do you, well, which we know, she said, I know you have anxiety watching the game, which you yes. write about a lot. Do you prefer uh-huh. in person or television? I feel like I almost have less anxiety if I'm in the stadium. I don't know why. It's like, I feel like maybe my presence there is really going to make a difference for the team. Um, <laughs> if I'm actually there, that's the level of my football crazy. I can will them into, and that's, yeah, it just depends on, you know, your level of, and that was to me like the UCLA game this year, like Caroline was in a soccer tournament. So we, I wasn't able to watch the whole first half of that game and we got back and I was like, this will be super relaxing. We're way ahead. Like I'm going to just turn it on, have a glass of wine in my Hampton Inn room and celebrate the, the Aggies. I even went out. Yeah. And Caroline was out in the lobby with some of her teammates and I went out there and some of the dads were out there and they were like, how are you? I was like, I feel great. I, like, I feel so great. And the next morning they were Let's like, we know that you're not wearing your A&M cap today. I was like, no, I'm too mad to wear my A&M cap today. I'm not that I don't love them, but I don't feel like I can They're support a, them in my yeah. head today. Time out. So, They're in a yeah, timeout exactly. from all wardrobe options. Yep. That's it. We need a little bit of distance and it'll be okay. <laughs> we'll get back together. But right now we just need a little bit of time, a little bit of space. Oh, 
Okay, Christy wants to know, in your opinion, what is the best comedy series of all time? And that's in caps of all time. Of all time. Oh, that is so hard. Okay, if we're not going straight up, because I don't know if this is total comedy, but it does fall in that. Friends to me Mm -hmm. is... Absolutely, it is. Yes. Mm-hmm. I, and Friends to me is still timeless because mm-hmm. I feel like I can still turn it on and it yep. makes me laugh as hard now yep. as it did back then. Like, and it still rings true. Like some yep. of the fashions may be off, but the the plot, the storyline, the whole thing still feels so great to me. Couldn't um, agree more. My bar for like what a sitcom yes. should be is different because they've become so much. I felt like with the advent, I mean, I feel like, because I was going to say my runners up would be like from Seinfeld, mm-hmm. um, just how smart that was, which I know that those are the same age, but I feel mm-hmm. like Seinfeld's one that it's aged so well because it does, it still feels funny and fresh. It doesn't feel dated necessarily mm-hmm. uh, as much. And then I feel like, um, but then when you look at like the office and parks and rec, which are probably my other yes. top of the heap comedies, um, it's a, it's a, I hate, I don't know if this is the right word. It's a smarter brand. Mm-hmm. It's a drier, mm-hmm. funnier comedy thing to me than the obvious joke mm-hmm. so I feel mm-hmm. like I like that because I feel like the office and Parks and Rec did what Friends did but they did it in a totally different way which it is comedy but it still has heart oh yeah and, and so ensembles that you care about every single person yes like all of those finales I bawled like a baby because it was like <laughs> losing like you're you're watching yes. your friends move away you yeah. know like I was so sad <laughs> Amy wants to know, are you going to start wearing scrunchies now that they're back? Um, no, I'm not. Um, well, first let me say, I never quit wearing scrunchies in the privacy of my own home and bathroom. So um, I still have a scrunchie. Oh, it that's just, that's Lene Ray, yeah. too. I asked my mom if she had a scrunchie, and she responded back through text with a picture of like nine of them. And she said, what uh, color? Yeah. And I was like, oh, dear lady. <laughs> One was even gold lame, you know, yeah. for fancy occasions. Oh, uh-huh. Yeah, that's so the whole. And I can't see same. a scrunchie. Yeah, I can't see a scrunchie without thinking of that Sex in the City episode where it's like when they had the whole, did yeah. you watch that show? I you did. and the, And she's like, <laughs> she and Barger are having the argument. She's like, she's not from New York City. And she was like, he's like, no, she's got on a scrunchie. She's like, no. Nope. And she turns around. She's like, oh, my God, I think I'm from New York. Like that. Okay. No, but I did buy Caroline. I will say she wanted scrunchies. I did buy her. Mm. I've, so I have recently purchased a six pack of scrunchies. Mm. I did buy something recently that I had heard about called a telly tie. Oh. Um, because somebody said you can put your hair up in those and it doesn't leave dents, you know, so like if you okay. do a ponytail or a bun. And so I bought those online and they're made of what I can only describe as what for you young kids listening at home, you're not going to know what this is, but Lindsay, you will, a telephone cord. Yeah. They're essentially made of like the, the old cord that held the receiver that's yeah. twisty. Yeah. Um, but it's a, but they, anyway, I, I'm a fan. Did I it like work? Them. It doesn't leave yes, a dent? Yes, they work. Okay. No, it does not leave a dent. And Caroline started wearing them too because she has to wear her hair up for athletics in the morning and then wears it down. So we are teletie fans oh, here wow. at our house. Teletie. Uh, I'm going to write that down. Yeah, and they don't break. Like they don't, so because they're that rubbery. And so they get stretched out, but then you can put them in hot water and they shrink back down. No to, way. Like, yes. It's oh very gosh. brilliant. On Instagram, a girl, call me Mal. She's a reader mm-hmm. of mine that always is participating. Thank you, Mallory. She says, how did you choose your daughter's name? 
Um, we really chose her name. I think we'd always, there were a couple of things that went into it. Um, I think our two names were, well, no, we had three names. So it was either going to be Catherine. We were going to call her Kate. It was going to be Caroline or it was going to be Olivia. Mm. Um, I had a miscarriage before I had Caroline. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's funny because I look back and that was, I was about eight weeks in. And so I didn't really have any feelings about that baby one way or the other, but I felt like that. Anyway, I had all these complications and I felt like that summer as I had to keep going back to the doctor, every time I was pulling up to the doctor's office, I would Neil Di- I would hear Neil Diamond on the radio singing Aww. Sweet Caroline, like every time. And it started to feel kind of like God's promise to me Aww. that that was going to be, he spoke through Neil Diamond as God frequently does. <laughs> and... <laughs> So um, mm-hmm. it really, so that name started to, and as it turns out, my dad's name is Charles. And I'd always said, if we'd have had a boy, I wanted to name him Charles and call him Charlie. And so Aww. Caroline is the feminine version of Charles. Oh, so I love that. Yeah. So that's it. So that's our Caroline. Oh, now yeah. Katha, your good friend, Katha, and my yes, good friend uh-huh. too. I comment on her Instagram <laughs> all the time. <laughs> she wants to know um, why you wrote about motherhood before marriage. So motherhood uh, is your sparkly green earrings yeah. book. And then your marriage book is antelope in the living room. So yeah. why did you choose kid before? I guess she's thinking chronologically, you know, yeah, husband first, then sense. kid, then friends, which nobody cuter than you. But why did you flip flop? Yeah. It, you know what? It, because I think at the time I didn't know that I would write more than one book. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, because I was like, that's going to be really hard. I don't know that I'm going to do that. Um, and since the blog was Big Mama and I had really, the blog, the whole yeah. foundation of the blog was writing about motherhood, that seemed like the natural, like, I'm going to write this book about motherhood. Okay. And then really, Antelope came from as, as I was writing Sparkly Green. I was like, oh, there's all these stories I could tell about marriage. Mm-hmm. I'll make that my next book. And so that kind of is why they, that's why they got flip-flopped a little bit. And I do want to say to people listening who haven't listened to either of those, I'm a person who is not married and I'm a person who doesn't have a kid and loved both of those books oh, equally, you. You. you know, I mean, it's because you're just laughing the entire time. It's entertaining and laughing. And then you get to kind of get a shot of truth in there that kind of jolts you like, Oh, I needed that. And then laughter and then a shot of truth. It's awesome. Um, well, is... thank you. I felt like people, it's funny because Antelope, I feel like of all my books has probably sold the least amount of copies. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's funny because I think people get freaked out by a book about marriage. And I'm like, no, it really is Mm-mm. funny. And it's in no way, like I told a girl this at my book signing last week because she was like, what is this? And I said, it's in no way a how-to book. I said, like, <laughs> I am not an expert on marriage. I don't really have any advice to offer. But if you just want to feel like normal, like if you just want to feel like all these frustrations and aggravations are normal, this is your book. If you're wanting to know how to make your marriage better, I would direct you to like some other section of the bookstore. That's awesome. This was my favorite um, question that came in from Layla Walker on Instagram. She said, how can moms with multiple kids be more considerate to moms with one child? I just think, I mean, I feel like you get a lot of, and I don't think people even mean it. And here's the thing. I'll be the first to say sometimes there's some truth in it. Well, people are like, well, you should have time to do that. You've only got one kid or Mm -hmm. you should, you know what I mean? They assume that you can do everything because you've only got one or it'll be, or that like sometimes with one, the perception is, is like, oh, well, I'm over here with my six kids balancing them. And it's basically like I'm raising a hamster. You know what I mean? Like I've got a, like a. (laughs) 
like I just put her in a wheel and she wheels around the house. Like how hard can that be? You know, like. Uh, so. Oh, yeah, that's so funny. But I think. But I think we do it in everything. You know, it really is. And I think for me, it's like, because I have an only child. And so I think I can be, I think you're uber sensitive to wherever Mm. you are in life. It's the same. I mean, I'm sure like if you have people who make you feel like because you're single that Mm -hmm. you don't get something, you're like, no, I still get it. It's still life. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. it's And I mean, I feel like there are times where like boy mom, moms of all boys can make moms of all girls feel like we don't know. And then moms of all girls, we can make them, but it's everybody, it's it's your experience. And so I think it's just in all things, I think recognizing that everybody is kind of dealing with some of the same struggles, insecurities, fears, all that stuff, no matter where they are in life, you know, like it's just, there are things that are not unique just because we all feel them because we're all people and it doesn't really matter whether we have one kid or six kids or whatever, you know, right. Right. uh, Mm. That's because I think I can have like, um, a friend of mine last week who's single, I was in Dallas and I was staying, I, well, at the time I thought I was staying out by DFW and he's like, I can't drive out there to whatever. And I want to be like, what, what are you doing? Like, you're not taking anybody to soccer. Like, why can't you drive out and see me? It's 20 minutes. You know what I mean? But it's like, no, everybody's got their stuff. So we're all living our lives. And, um, yeah, so I think that's it is for us to all, I think just across the board for us to all see each other more for like, what our lives are and, mm-hmm. and our struggles and busyness and challenges and all that stuff, because we all have them. Mm-hmm. That's great. Um, uh-huh. The very last question, it's from KM Garoni, I believe. And yes. it's about Target as in uh, the shopping. As in the store. As in the store. And she says, how do you handle not buying all the things at Target? <laughs> <laughs> Who says I don't buy all the things at Target? <laughs> My answer is get a red card because then you save 5% and you're saving money buying all the things. That's right. Yeah. Are you you a big Target shopper? I mean, I, you know what? I don't go in Target like I used to. I feel like for a lot of years, especially when Caroline, those were like to me my young motherhood years because Mm -hmm. Target could be like a recreational activity that would kill some hours in the afternoon. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, um, and I always think Caroline, like, I mean, especially when she was a baby, she used to get up at like 530 in the morning. So like by eight, I felt like it was lunchtime and we would go to Target (laughs) because it's the only place that was open. You know, so it was just like, I've got to get out of the house. Where can we go? And we would go to Target. I feel like we spent her whole first two years at Target in the morning. Like I'd get her a popcorn and we'd just like cruise the aisles. It was like, um, so that, and now I feel like I'm, I'm more run in when we need something. It's, it's, it's not as, I don't know. I'm not, I don't go in and peruse. Now I will have times. And then yes, I always leave with, I ran in for Mm -hmm. um, some Mm -hmm. new razors and laundry detergent and dog bones, but I'm also going to get these dish towels (laughs) and these baskets and the soap dispenser, (laughs) you know. That is fall because I need an autumn soap dispenser. Yes, exactly. (laughs) I'm going to get these throw pillows for my outdoor area. Um, you know, so yes, I, I do yeah. do that, but I try to, I try to limit myself and I even, it's funny cause we ran in Saturday cause we had to get a couple of things and it was like, we had a list. I was like, we're going in, we're just getting what's on the list, whatever. And I mean, just, I will say target currently they have stepped up and I mean, yes. I have always been able to find stuff, but their clothing section, yes. like called me, like I walked in and I was like, Whoa, like 
I mean, yep. I saw like so many cute things like right off the bat, but I didn't have time to look. So that saved me. They have like th- that new brand. Maybe a it's new called, day? yes, a new day. Yeah. It's legit mm-hmm. stuff. How is, um, spin class? Um, well, I haven't <laughs> been in a couple weeks. Um, <laughs> it's not my favorite. I don't know um, how you do it. It's, you know what? I think here's my, here's my thing. It's because it's dark. It's because I can be in the back of the room. <laughs> is it dark? They make the room yeah. dark? The room is dark. It's like a nightclub. It's Why? like you're in the club. Um, I don't know. So none of us can see need, yeah. Nobody needs you to know? see that. Okay. Um, yeah. I, and so you can get in the back of the room. I don't turn the computer on my bike, so I'm not ranked up on the screen with people. <laughs> I'm like, I'm just here for my own, you know, whatever. And so... Um, I, I think it's because it's over fast. I'm going to tell you what sold me on spin. When I choose to exercise, it's it's what I do because I feel like I get the most bang for my buck because okay. you get off that bike and you're like, I've done it 30 minutes and I've burned like 500 calories. Good. Like what else can you do that you burn that much? Okay. Not much. Okay. You know what I mean? Like, cause you know how you read, like sometimes you'll read those ads and it's like to walk off like an, a, a snack size thing <laughs> of image, you would have to walk 64 miles backwards <laughs> While wearing resistance and you're like, well, that's the worst thing I've ever heard. I'm that's... just gonna eat this donut instead. <laughs> exactly. What if I walk around Target for five minutes? What am I burning? Then? <laughs> Tell me about that exercise plan. Oh, so, well, but I really have not always been. Well, let's say not always been. I've never been a good exerciser. I've never loved exercise. I talk about it in the book. I've never mm-hmm, experienced. Mm-hmm phenomenon is endorphins or a high or mm-hmm. whatever if anything my best friend Gally and I say we experience like this we get body joy we're like if I go to spend class twice in a month I'm like I'm look good like I, <laughs> I really I can tell that I'm more toned I can tell that my heart rate's better I feel better about myself and so you know and then I get on the scale and I'm legitimately surprised that I'm like I'm, I, I, I've lost no weight I've <laughs> I ate those raspberries yesterday, and I've lost no. <laughs> it's the worst. Oh my gosh, it's the worst. Terrible. And the problem is, is that you have to keep doing it. I think that's where I yeah. lose my whole, my whole will over it. It's like if it were just like a, if you work hard hard for like one month, yes. like work out hard for one month, and then take like three months off, and then have another month, and that maintains it, I would be like, I I can do that. But it's the, gosh, so I'm supposed to do this like every mm. couple of days for the rest of my life mm. that I can't get on board with. And it gets harder the older you get, which com- yes, seems completely does. unfair. No, I Ugh. always say, I think we ought to all get hotter as we get older. I that agree. ought to be, more, you know, that at like 60, you've got like six pack abs. <laughs> Everybody's like, Oh, I can tell she's older because look how rocking her body is. That would be so much more fair. Well, tell everybody um, where they can buy your book because it's on sale now. It's on sale now. Um, You can pretty much get it anywhere books are sold. Amazon, Mm -hmm. not at Target, um, but you can get it at Amazon. (laughs) You can get it at Barnes & Noble. Um, I've heard that they're at uh, Costco. Um, You can get it at Lifeway, your Lifeway store. Pretty much any of your independent bookstores will have it. So it should be just pretty much anywhere you like to buy your books. Awesome. And what, yeah. where, where can we find you on social media? You can find me. The easiest is MelanieShankel.com will take you yes. to my blog. And then um, on Twitter, I am Big Mama, um, sadly. And on, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
on it's Instagram. Endearing. Yeah, on Instagram, I'm Melanie Shankel. Um, so, um, and I think that's all my Snapchat. You can find me, but you won't ever see anything because I don't understand it. <laughs> that's it. You're one above me. I'm not even on yeah. it. I just, I can't, I can't do it. I don't want to. No, I don't, I don't get to. it. Mm-mm. No, so and that's it. To find out where you're going to be, um, like speaking engagements and book tour stuff, that's on yep. MelanieShankel.com too, right? Yeah. Yeah, there's an events page, and um, so you can find all information there. I'll, spoiler alert, you know where I'm going to be? Not much of anywhere in the next couple of months because I'm tired. So I'll be at my house. So you're welcome. <laughs> and at spin but, class. Just come exactly. spin by you. Uh-huh, yeah, because I did. I told Perry last night, I was like, now that I'm kind of done with the book stuff and I'm home more, I'm really going to get back on the exercise train. <laughs> and even as I said it, I thought, I don't know that that's true. I don't, Saying it doesn't make it true, but I'm going to say it like I could will it into existence. I'm going to create some accountability. (laughs) You're a delight, Melanie Shankle. You are so so fun. I love talking to you. Thank you so much. Oh, yeah, thanks for having me. And we'll... we, I'll put links to your book and everything so everybody can see it in the show notes and they can go bye, bye, bye. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you all so much for listening. To find out more about Melanie, visit MelanieShankle.com. And I'd love to connect on social media too. So you can find me on Twitter at Lindsay or Facebook and Instagram at Lindsay Ray. Make sure to review the podcast on iTunes and don't forget to check out the Audible deal at audibletrial.com slash I hate green beans. The company is offering a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial if you sign up at audibletrial.com slash I hate green beans. And the best book to download would be Melanie's new book, The Church of the Small Things. What a great idea. Until we're together again, love you, mean it, Texas forever. <laughs>